We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. This is going to end up being a special edition, Ryan, because there is some big, big, big news in the Notre Dame recruiting world, and that is that 2025 quarterback Deuce Knight is committed to Notre Dame. We're going to break that down, take a brief intermission, and then, Ryan, you are going to talk about how big this weekend is going to be for Notre Dame, a little mini preview. We'll have a more in-depth preview of the actual visitors you're going to do an, an, a special show later this week that we'll publish on uh, on the podcast and and the uh, and YouTube channel, where you'll dive more into this the player specifically. But you're going to talk about what this game means from a recruiting standpoint this weekend. And of course, Ryan, I'm rocking the Gap closers because Notre Dame got a Gap closer today. Yes, there you go. Ryan's rocking the <laughs> Gap closer because Notre Dame got another Gap closer quarterback. Ryan and and I got to tell you, we're going to kick it off this way. Who knew? that when Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, former linebacker, got hired as the head coach, that the position Notre Dame would recruit the best in the next three cycles would be quarterback. Who who, who knew? Who knew? But it's a a big one, man. It's a big one. This is huge. I mean, it's massive. I mean, we'll we'll talk about all the implications, obviously. I mean, we'll talk about the proximity conversation, right? Because right now Notre Dame's three commits in the 2025 class are two from Florida and one from the state of Mississippi. So, like, that's pretty – dang different if I would say so myself right so a lot of big things but obviously we'll focus heavily on Deuce Knight who Notre Dame honed in on very early on in this recruitment obviously as a guy that they really wanted in this class we've talked about this young man at nauseum over the last few months because he was for a large portion of that time the top target on the board for Notre Dame and there was obviously some back and forth and Bear Bachmeyer entered the fold, who Notre Dame really liked as well and would have taken Bear Bachmeyer's commitment. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame got the quarterback that they wanted all along when it all came down to it and when all was said and done. So massive get for Notre Dame. Big time opportunity for Deuce Knight, a Mississippi kid who played a couple games in the state of Tennessee this year to come up to South Bend, Indiana. And I mean, it's just, again, shows the trajectory of this program yeah. i think going from kenny minchie to cj carter now deuce knight all three 
have some similarities, but all three have things that are very different and that they bring to the table. And with Gino Gadulli leading that quarterback room in the near future, I have I'm very optimistic that Deuce Knight, if he hits his potential, will be a star for Notre Dame. So I'm super excited about this one, man. I really am. In in a lot of ways, Ryan, I think Deuce Knight, and we have said this in the past, this is a perfect kid to get the year after getting CJ Carr, in my opinion, because they're really polar opposite players. And not just because one's from the South, one's from the North, one's left-handed, one's right-handed. CJ Carr is a five-star quarterback on my board, just flat out five-star quarterback, as I've talked about plenty, plenty of times. But but CJ is a five-star quarterback because he is talented, no doubt, but it's it's the floor. It's He's really smart. He's, he's poised. He's got technical proficiency. Uh, grew up around the game, obviously, with his grandfather being the head football yeah. coach at Michigan and winning a championship back in 1997. And it's just – He's got one of the highest floor. He, I would say this, C.J. Carr has the highest floor of a quarterback that Notre Dame has landed since Jimmy Clausen back in 07. Like, sure. as far as just yeah. the floor. And he's a kid that you anticipate being ready to play somewhat early. And I would say the same thing about Kenny Minchie in the 2023 class, that it's, again, it's about the floor and the, and the intelligence yeah. and all those type of things. Deuce is the and I would it might even be a better way to say this. Deuce is the polar opposite of both C.J. Carr and Kenny Minchie. Yeah. Because those are just natural pocket passers with some mobility, especially CJ with his mobility. And and so uh, somebody said listed as a four-star. I don't – Michael, you're on our show, right? So in our rankings, he's a five-star, okay? But Kenny Minchie, top 100 guy on our board, they're both mobile to degrees. CJ's a, a much better athlete than Kenny, but they're pocket guys. Yep. Deuce has a chance to be that, but right now Deuce is a lot more raw, Ryan. And so the key for Deuce, if he's willing, if he's going to be a great quarterback at Notre Dame, it's going to require hard work, which Notre Dame has done a lot of due diligence on this over the last yep. year to find out what kind of worker this kid is. And, and he's checked all the boxes according to everyone around him. But number two, unlike most highly ranked quarterbacks, he's going to have to show a little patience. Because he is right now more about potential than he is about being an elite quarterback today. Like Bryce right. Underwood right now, George McIntyre right now are much better quarterbacks than Deuce Knight. I don't know if there's a higher ceiling in the class than Deuce Knight. And that's the thing we've talked about. So if Deuce is willing to put in the work, which we think he will be, and be patient, then he's got a chance to be special. And that's what I think makes him just that perfect complement behind C.J. Carr and Kenny Minchie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed 
on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. I mean, he's he's a great... I think he's. I think he has the potential to be to be the complete package, which is the best way to phrase it, right? Because the way you think of it, Brian, is you can't teach six foot four and a half. You can't teach the arm strength that this kid has, and you can't teach him running in the four fives in the forty yard dash, right? Like you can't teach those things. When you add all those three things together, that is why so many schools—Tennessee, Ole Miss, Alabama, all the SEC schools—wanted Deuce Knight because he fits the mold of what you want physically. At the right. quarterback position, strong arm, athletic, tall, has a frame to put on a ton of weights. I mean, he has everything physically that you would want. The reason that I am super excited about Deuce Knight is that you know this, that there's some kids, though, every year that have all the tools, but then you talk to them and you're like, I'm not sure about that one, right? For various reasons. It's not even just a football IQ perspective. It could be a personal thing. It could be a leadership thing. It could be a combination of the three. Like those things could all exist. I've gotten to know Deuce Knight. And I will say this just from my conversations with him is that he's very grounded, man. Like he's not a cocky kid, right? Which I think matters a little bit. He knows that he needs to improve, right? He knows that he's still a ways away. When he's talked about Gino Gadulli in the past, he talked he talks a lot about you know the relationship, obviously, but he also talks about like being able to sit down and talk ball with him, right, and get to understand the game at a more expansive level. So I think that he has potential to be the complete package, not just as an athlete, not just as a thrower of the football, but as a quarterback and as a student athlete at the University of Notre Dame. I think he has everything that you need to be really, really successful on the next yeah. level. Now, obviously, the work needs to be put in, sure. right? It needs to be put in. The next step is the most important step, always. But the kid from just a baseline of traits, athleticism, arm strength, football understanding, the the just 
IQ in general. I mean, this is a really bright kid, right? Like there's there's a lot of kids that if Notre Dame wanted him out of the state of Mississippi, and this is no shade at Mississippi, they might not qualify. Like, let's be honest, right? But Deuce Knight oh, is a great student. He's yeah. a great young man, and he fits what Notre Dame needs at the quarterback position and in the program in general. I mean, look, Ryan, it, it it's I mean, look, there there's a there's a, a, a you know, if you look at all the rankings, Mississippi has improved in recent years in, in, in ranking, but their improvement comes from being 50th at one point in time, right? I mean, that's just a fact. And so you always have to do your due diligence to find out if any kid can be an academic fit at Notre Dame. But that's part of the process is like you make certain, okay, you've got to be prepared to say, okay, this kid is from here. Most kids from there are this. So like when I recruited Norf- in Norfolk, Virginia and Virginia Beach and all those, I always had to, when I saw a great player, I always had to be like, okay, let me, let me make let me check the transcript first because I played in that area and I knew what the GPAs were, were a lot of my teammates, not all of them, but a lot of them were, I knew what the GPAs were of guys that I went against. And you just know some regions, it's just, that tends to be an issue. But as you said, Deuce is, is, is not the, he's not the norm for a lot of places. I mean, he, like you said, and a lot of that comes from family background. I mean, Deuce has made comments in the past. Like if it was up to my mom, I would have committed Notre Dame a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, you know, very pro Notre Dame family because they understand the opportunities that Notre Dame can provide for Deuce on and off the field. And here's something else that doesn't hurt Notre Dame when it comes to recruiting quarterbacks like Deuce Knight and other big time quarterbacks is what's happening with Sam Hartman right now. And I'm not talking about on the field. I'm talking about the NIL stuff and the dollars being thrown at Sam Hartman because he's the quarterback at Notre Dame. That stuff matters. That is huge. I promise you that recruits are aware of how much money Sam Hartman is getting, sure. and that's having a big impact. And so, Because that's going to be one of the big things with Deuce, right? Well, I hope he sticks. Hope he sticks. First of all, sure. it's okay sure. to just be happy. With, with every recruit, there's always the, this is the world we live in, right? Nobody's a guarantee to sign somewhere. Yep. But it's okay to it, it, we can cross that bridge if it ever happens. But for right now, we're going to be happy that Deuce is in the class. But practically speaking, there is some reality that this is what's being thrown at quarterbacks in this NIL era. Sure. My my understanding from some different people that I talk to is Deuce, like every other big time quarterback, is aware of those things. The family's aware of those things. But but my understanding is the family has more of a long term view of NIL opportunities, not the give me this amount of money now, more of the long-term view. And that's where what's going on with Sam Hartman is having such a huge impact on guys like Deuce Knight. Yeah. That, hey, I love Notre Dame. I love everything about Notre Dame. But yeah, this stuff, this stuff's important to me. It's not going to be the driver in my decision, but it, it matters. But now Notre Dame can say, okay, look, we're not going to give you this, but mm-hmm. look what our starting quarterback is doing. So you want to make millions exactly. of dollars being a college quarterback? Do Put in the work and become the starter at Notre Dame. And I promise you, you're going to get that kind of opportunity. And and Deuce has always had a bit to me, right? And you know him even better than I do. Deuce has always had a, a, a the the times I've talked to him and people that I do, I know that know him. He's always had a bit of a I want to I want to be different type of yes. kid. Like I'm Think not big. into the same things yeah. that I, he. You know who he reminds me a lot of? Reminds me a lot of Jeremiah Love, yeah. right? Who had good one. millions thrown? I mean, had tons of money thrown at him and all that. But kind, it, kind of quiet and reserved. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Talks yeah. about things outside of just football. You know what I right. mean? Like he's just got a little bit of that. You know, there's something different about that kid. And yep. Deuce reminds me a lot of Jeremiah Love. And and no matter what people were throwing at Jeremiah, it just didn't phase him because he had bigger things in mind than sure. that. And that's 
that's why I'm, you know, because I've done a lot of digging on this last couple weeks, Ryan, you know, because as Deuce kind of was like, hey, I wanted to push my commitment back. His little backstory, Deuce had said he wanted to commit over the summer. Yep. That didn't happen. There was the transfer to, ten- to Tennessee, then the transfer back. And so there was a lot of, okay, is this kid falling into that same trap or is there something different? And then when you do digging on it and you you realize why certain things happened, you're like, okay, yeah, I've been there. Because I went through that. I transferred to a high school in Florida my junior year uh, down in Jacksonville to play for my high school coach who got a job in Jacksonville. And I thought I could do it, man. I'm going to go down there and do it. And by the end of the spring, I was like, dude, I, I miss my family. I want to go. I'm not ready yet. I thought I was ready to move away from home, but I wasn't ready yet. Well, a year later, I was ready and I moved away from home and went to college. But it's it's it was a similar thing where it just kind of happened pretty quickly, you know, and right. and you you do your homework and you realize, OK, the concerns I had are were alleviated. Right. I'm just going to be honest, because I did have those concerns the last month when he was pushing it back yeah. and he wants to visit here and he wants to visit there. Yeah. And and when it came down to it, it's I, I and I think that how Notre Dame handled the quarterback situation with Bear, I think Notre Dame played this perfectly. Not that they played Deuce, but they got into a situation of, hey, we we went through this a year a year ago with Dante Moore. Loved him. He he kept telling us how much he loves Notre Dame and he's coming. He was silently committed and all this kind of stuff. And then push comes to shove, he ends up not coming. Right. And I, I think that spooked Notre Dame, not spooked him a little bit, but they're like, hey, we love Deuce. Deuce is our guy, but we also like Bear Bachmeyer a lot, and we can't afford to get stand, to be left at the altar with nothing. And, and, and they, for good and reason. Bear, Bear Bachmeyer is a good football player. So, yeah, man, if he would have ended up in the class, I think it would have been – I would have been extremely happy, just like I'm happy today. But I think ultimately right. Deuce brings the higher – upside comparative to not just bear like comparative to just about anybody in the 2025 class you know and ultimately if notre dame has confidence in their developments and that's a position to position perspective right but if you have confidence in jared parker calling plays and gino gaduli developing quarterback position then you feel really good about this one right because this was a this was not the easy decision for deuce knight the easy decision would have been this Go to Ole Miss or stay at, go play at Tennessee, right? Like that right. would have been the easy decision. He chose he had an Alabama I mean, offer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he could have state, easily stayed right. down south, and it would have been very easy for him. Him being a Southern kid, him having all those roots, and that's all he knows, right? But this was a different decision for him. I, you know, he tweeted out the video about thinking big, right? And yeah. that's that's the difference. He wants something different. And I always thought he would ultimately want something different because he has also had family that has gone up and played at the University of Indiana, right. for instance, his right? Brother. Like Ty Freifogel, his his older brother. And, and so he's had those types of things. But, I mean, you're right, Brian. Like anytime you have a kid that is an in SEC country, in that territory, big-time quarterback, NIL money, like all that stuff kind of put together, it's always going to be a tough pull getting a kid like sure. this night out of the South. Always. And it's understandable Dame for fans to have that angst, Ryan. It is. Yeah, it, it, I am not. I am not hammering people for the the reservations and all that kind of stuff. I get it. And yeah. like you said, though, that's why you did your due diligence. That's why I've done my due diligence, and all of the due diligence is following the due diligence that Notre Dame has done. And here's the big difference between Deuce Knight and Dante more more than anything. Dante yeah. did not have a push from home to Notre Dame. There was. It was actually the exact opposite. He had a dad who didn't want Notre Dame because he was focused on other things. It's the opposite with Deuce. 
Yep. Deuce is Deuce has a, a support structure at home that's very which is why it was hard for him to kind of leave last minute the way that he did. I don't think he was prepared for that. And, and again, Ryan, I, I can sympathize with that because I went through that as a junior in high school. And I made that similar decision and it was tough. And but at, at the end of the day, like you said, he he's choosing the harder path. I hope you guys understand that. A kid from Loosedale, Mississippi going to Notre Dame is choosing the harder path. He's not choosing the easy route. He could go to Auburn, not have to worry about going to class, play in Hugh Freeze's quarterback friendly system and and be fine. Go to play for Lane Kiffin and and you know do all the type oh, he, of things he, he would do. He would have been sick and, in Lane's offense. Yeah, man. and, and, and not have to worry about really the academic side the way that he will at Notre yeah. Dame. Deuce has taken the harder path. And then here's the other thing about it. Guys, Deuce knows who CJ Carr is. He knows yes. who Kenny Minchie is. And it's yes. like, yeah, but I'm Deuce Knight. I, I love that about this group. I really do. And and we've heard things about how CJ Carr was welcoming to Deuce when they've been on campus together. And you just you just you just love that. So big pickup, Ryan. And obviously, I, I, I tip of the cap to the Notre Dame staff for how they handle this whole thing of Agreed. of of not of being patient, but not too patient being willing to make a move on bear, but not do it in a way where you alienate deuce. I, I really think they handled this thing beautifully. And, and it was not, it look, they didn't play deuce with bear. I mean, they genuinely like bear Bryant or bear Bachmeyer. Like if, if he decided he wanted to come and deuce was like, nah, I'm willing to wait. They would have taken, they would have taken bear Bachmeyer, but mm-hmm. deuce has been their number one guy for a long time. And that hasn't changed. Yes. And so, yes. Uh, and also, this is a really first, a big first win for Gino Gadouli. He gets on the board in impress. I mean, he gets kind of a half a point for keeping CJ Carr at Notre Dame. Sure, but Tommy Tommy Reese did the the legwork to get CJ Carr to Notre Dame. Yep. This is yep. the first big score for Gino Gadouli, and he 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 kicked he kicked off his recruiting world. You know, his recruiting success in Notre Dame in pretty impressive fashion. Not just the talent wise, Ryan, but going into yeah. the deep south and getting this yes. kind of kid. This isn't a kid that's from Michigan or Indianapolis or Chicago, Ryan. This is a kid in Mississippi, big time. Well, and and Brian, I think we need to also say that Gino Gadouli also put in so much work on the on the on the uh, on the travels this offseason, right? On the recruiting trail. I mean, he was out seeing everyone. I mean, it, obviously that's hyperbolic, but like he saw so many different quarterbacks, a lot of good ones too. A whole lot of good ones. Bear Bachmeyer was one of those that he went out to see. And as soon as he saw him throw and, and talk to his coaches and everything, that was a player that they, they liked in the 2025 recruiting class as well. And so this is their guy, right? He's their guy. Gino Gadouli obviously has signed off on this one. Jared Parker signed off on this one. Marcus Freeman, the whole staff has signed off on this one. This is a kid that they absolutely wanted in the class. They got their guy ultimately, folks. Like that's you want to talk about the end all be all? Like that's the end all be all. Like they got their guy. We'll see how it turns out and how he develops and if they're able to take make the most of his opportunities and his talent. But ultimately, Notre Dame got the quarterback that they wanted, which is fantastic. And what great timing. Can we talk about the timing as well? You're about to play the biggest game of your season, about to have the biggest recruiting weekend probably of your entire season in Ohio State, and now you have your 2025 quarterback coming to campus committed for Notre Dame. So timing is great. It's just This one was so sweet in, 
every instance, right? You got a big time quarterback. He's in time to come now visit Ohio State as a committed quarterback of the 2025 class, help recruit a bunch of the players that are going to be on campus. We'll talk about that obviously more in the second section of this podcast, but just a massive victory for Notre Dame. And I, I'm. Ryan, Congrats. I, I want to go right to what yeah, I want to go right to yeah. what you you were kind of saying there. It's important. Look what CJ, the impact CJ Carr has had on the twenty four class. I mean, getting CJ Carr early is a big reason you have one of the best running back halls in the country, if not the best. It's why you have one of the best receiving classes in the country. It's why you have a top two fifty tight end. It's why the offensive line class has taken shape. Like, and there's even some defensive guys that have talked about CJ when they've picked Notre yeah. Dame, right? I mean, oh, yeah, no doubt. So when you get a big-time quarterback to kick off your class, he's going to be a Pied Piper. I mean, kids want to play with him. I mean, I watched the Swamp Kings finally last week when I was in town. You know, my mom's at the hospital. And I'm like, well, you know, like, let me let me check this out. And But you heard guys talk about, like, well, once Tebow went to Notre, went to Florida, I was going to go to Florida. Like, I mean, yeah. for, big-time quarterbacks just have that type of effect, folks. And, and you get C.J. He's had that in the 24 class. You get Deuce to have that in the 25 class plus CJ, right? So now 25 commits. Taylor Taylor's like, dude, I got CJ Carr and Deuce Knight to potentially yeah. work with. That's going to be huge. And to your point, Ryan, getting him to commit, not, not that they like pushed it, but the circumstance leading to him committing. And I was told he officially yeah. committed last night is what I was told. Uh, although this is, well, I'll just say this. You guys now know what the topic of conversation was on my Friday phone call. I'm just leaving it at that. Okay. I don't know if you had a chance to see that, Ryan, but I got a phone call in the middle of the, mm-hmm. the mailbag on Friday. I did, but yeah. uh, it was about this quarterback stuff. And then obviously how everything – we saw how everything in, transpired over the weekend, and eventually Duke Deuce makes his decision officially to come to Notre Dame. So, But having him on campus this weekend as a fresh commit is yes. going to be big for Notre Dame. It's going to be yep. really good because I mean I, I believe isn't Taylor Taylor coming this weekend? I believe like I, it, it's I, it's I possible. Think. They're yeah. yeah yeah they're a little last minute with their decision making just yeah. because of game time and all that type yeah. of stuff. But yeah yep. But it being a late night game, like there there's going to be a lot of big time kids on campus this weekend. A lot, lot of offensive linemen too. If yes. anybody wants to project Mr. Yes. Goose Knights, yes um, yeah. It, and it's going to be a busy recruiting week, Ryan. It's going to be a very yes. busy recruiting week, and, t- and today is not the end of the busy week, but. uh <laughs> No. Certainly, certainly a, a big step. And having him on campus as a commit, and I believe CJ is also going to be on campus this weekend. At least that's the plan as of now. CJ Carr is yep. also going to be on campus this weekend. If you're a skill player in the 25 class and you're visiting this weekend, you're going to be walking around like to your left, you see Deuce, to your right, you see CJ, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you're going to see Sam Hartman on the field. So like, <laughs> yeah, cool. so yeah. The quarterback's all around. Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. So this is, this is a big um, – this is a big one, Ryan. It's a real big one. So let's talk a yep. little bit about the impact in the class uh, more formally. The, sure. Notre Dame Notre Dame has really worked hard to, to get this commitment, and obviously they wanted it sooner rather than later because of the impact that it has. And so as we look more formally at the 25 class, not just this weekend, which we were just talking about, but more formally at the 25 class, What's interesting, Ryan, is I would argue that Notre Dame has consistently recruited offense better under Marcus Freeman than defense, I would argue, is true, at least across the board, especially at skill positions. But the 25 class is very important for Notre Dame for a couple reasons, Ryan. Number one is it it needs to be that third straight big-time class on offense. 
Yeah. 22 had some really talented players, but they came up short in numbers at some skill positions, right? I mean, running back, you were good, but you only got Tobias Merriweather. You didn't get any other receivers. They were able to come out 23, get the big time class in 23. You got another one at 24 to really get on the level of the Ohio States and the te- Georgias and the teams like that. It, it really, to me, requires that three years in a row. I also think to even add more to that is the 25 class is absolutely loaded nationally. And you and I have talked about this. So being able to get a kid in Deuce Knight who ranks number 26 nationally by rivals, he's the number one dual threat quarterback. He ranks number 28 nationally by on three. I think he's ranked as the number four quarterback. ESPN ranks in the top 100. He's their number one dual threat quarterback. When you get a kid like that in the class this early, Ryan, it's uh, it's it's going to have a big impact, and that's why getting him is important because they need a third straight big time offensive class, and uh, and yep. getting a guy like Deuce Knight in the class is going to be huge to make that happen. And then he and his family has shown a willingness to get him up here. I mean, Deuce yep. has made well like four visits, visits to Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. So his family's shown a willingness, like, hey man, we'll get you up there, right? And yep. so, and he'll obviously be up again this weekend for the Notre Dame Ohio State game. So. Uh, this is a this is a big one as far as needing to put together yet another big time class and and it won't shock me if we start seeing some receivers here over the next few months start to jump on board now that Deuce is in the class. I mean, it, it was no surprise that uh, Notre Dame was able to get the class in twenty twenty four offensively after CJ Carr commits the class. You know, like I mean, obviously. Cam Williams and Jack Larson were very short after that, but you don't think that having a quarterback like CJ Carr had effects on guys like Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams and Logan Saldate and Micah Gilbert. And I mean, he has an effect guys like they they want to come play for great quarterbacks. Yeah. Cam Williams following CJ Carr here. I mean, that had a big impact. Jack Larson has said publicly that he's primarily his, his first main attraction in our name was playing with CJ Carr. Because sure. yep. they everybody everybody knew CJ was coming to Notre Dame, yeah. but yeah, I mean when 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 Cam Williams visited for the Irish invasion two years ago, it, Michigan was considered his leader at the time, and then obviously you spend a couple days with CJ and it was over. Yeah. So yes, to your point, like it, 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 you added some guys. I just sorry I felt the need to get no. CJ in there too because or Cam Williams in there too because that was a I mean that yeah. was a big one where those guys said hey CJ's that's my guy want to play with CJ Carr. Well, and then now you have the opportunity for getting Deuce Knight in the class when there's only two other commits in the class. You're not up to number three. I mean, I think that you now have the chance to, yeah, I mean, Taylor and Taylor, come on down, right? Like, you, it's right. pretty easy sell. Cooper Perry, if that's a guy that you're going to push for. Dalen yeah, McCutcheon, if that's a guy. Derek Meadows, James Flanagan. Like, let's let's get the show on the road, right? I mean, yes. Owen Strebig, you've been to campus now yeah. a, a million times. So, like, right. when's that going to happen? Right. You know, Rowan I mean, Burns, it's, it's yes, an easy exactly. sell. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Ryan, let's uh, let's also kind of talk a little bit about Deuce as a player. And so we'll we'll kind of dive into the film room next. And and the to to begin though, the thing for me that that I look at when I think of Deuce is this is a kid that that is right now more about and, and there was like a comment in the chat about, you know, I'm not sure how high I am on Deuce. And and that's fair because Deuce so far has not put up monster, monster numbers so far in high school. And then obviously, I don't know if he's not going to play the entire year, if he has to sit out. I don't know a portion of the season. I'm, not, I'm still not sure on, on whether he's going to be able to play for George County this year. But it's very fair to say, hey, he hasn't produced a ton. I, I get that. And that's going to put a lot of importance on him as a senior, really being able to go out there and, and produce in that fashion. But here's the reality of it. 
this is a elite talent. Yeah. And that's what Notre Dame saw. And, and I'll be honest with you. I had a lot of the same questions people had until I saw him this summer. When you see him with the seven on seven stuff this summer, you see a natural thrower. You really do that. You didn't really see on sophomore film. You see a natural thrower. And, and that's something that, that really kind of sold me on him. Like, yep, that's my guy. Cause you know, early on, I, I liked Deuce's talent, but I also liked KJ Lacey a ton. I like George McIntyre. And you're like, you know, it's Deuce, Deuce is kind of a run throw ground film, but you know, big arm, but is he really going to fit the Notre offense? And then you see what he did this summer and you just see how comfortable he was sitting in the pocket, going through reads, getting the ball off. And you say, okay, this is a kid that's got a lot of those tools. So, you know, that's the thing for me is this is a kid that is, is right now more about the ceiling than he is the floor. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the great thing is that we're talking about a kid that's a 2025 recruit. That's still a junior in high school, right? So you have one year year of, High school maturation, and then you're going to go into college. You're going to have the ability to work with Gino Gadouli on a day-to-day basis, have the ability to work with Jared Parker on a day-to-day basis. And then from there, it's about how quickly you develop over the next year to two or whatever the time frame will be from developing from a backup quarterback, a bushy-eyed, you know, young man who, you know, I mean, we saw it with Kenny Minchie this spring, right, where it's like, yeah. Kenny mentioned you, you're just getting him acclimated slowly, right? Like, let's get him slowly. Every day you get a little bit better, a little bit more confident. It's the same process that somebody like Deuce Knight's going to go through, right? It's just about how quickly that he can mature to that level. But, you know, the rawness for a 2025 quarterback is, you know, a, a fair thing, but usually a, a pretty consistent thing, right? Like, there aren't a lot of 2025 quarterbacks I look at and like, yeah, that guy's ready-made, day one type of yeah. quarterback, right? I right. mean. You're, you're betting on on athleticism and upside a lot in these conversations. And, again, as long as your development is good, there's no reason that Deuce Knight shouldn't be that guy eventually. When it happens, we'll see as he develops. But he's got a lot of talent to work with. There's no question. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's dive into the film, Ryan, of Deuce Knight, and we'll start right here. So the first thing that people notice, obviously, he's a left-handed quarterback. 
but he's a tall, long, skinny kid. You said it earlier, Ryan, and I think you're correct. He has got the frame to to be well over 200 pounds. I mean, I'm not worried yep. about the frame. But the second thing you notice, this kid has an absolute bazooka for an arm. He is like he is thrown across his body there, and the ball goes about 40 yards. I mean, that's the and he is. He has one of the easiest power arms I've seen in a long time. Like he is very effortless as a football thrower and the ball explodes out of his hand like that right there. That's not as easy of a throw as Deuce makes it seem. And he does it like almost like he's throwing a slant route. His eye, his eyes are front side too. And he kind of comes back to the middle of the field there, which mm-hmm. is nice. A little bit of my eye manipulation, but yeah, man, that arm is just yeah. jumps off his hand. Like the ball just jumps, right? Like he's right. got all the tools. And the thing I love is that like, you're going to see a lot of the running highlights and stuff, but like, if you wa- look at his numbers from his sophomore year, He's not a kid that's utilized that much in the run game, really. Like this is a this is a passing quarterback that also has dual threat ability. Like yeah. I think we need to just have an understanding. It's yes. not like he ran for fifteen hundred yards last year. I mean, he ran for like three or four hundred yards. I think it was like just four eighty eight like eight yards a carry yeah. or something like yeah. that. Four eighty eight is what he finished yeah. with. The thing I like too, Ryan, is is Deuce is not. You know, we had talked earlier about Tim Tebow, right? He's not Tim Tebow. He's not Vince Young. And what I mean by that is somebody just asked about Vince Young is those guys were were guys you built your run game around them. There will be things Deuce can do. That's another effortless throw. Deuce will be able to do things like on the read zone game. Eventually, maybe even some power read stuff. But Deuce is not a guy that I'm building my running game around. I'm using him as a compliment if teams are being disrespectful to our backside stuff. Right? And, and you know, you talk about a guy that's that's you can you know you can run your inside zone stuff with you don't always have to worry about bringing your backside tight end all the time around like Notre Dame does now because you can pull it Deuce can pull it and and get take it out the back door there's things you can do with that but as you as you were pointing to Ryan he's not a guy that's a runner that you're gonna have to teach to throw the football he is a is a quarterback that wants to stay in the pocket and wants to make plays with his legs. And you can even see it here, Ryan. And, and we saw too in some of the early junior season games, like against IMG and in the, sec- the second game where they were playing against Sarah Land, he had that one play where he was scrambling around, looked like he was going to run it, and then he just pulls up and throws it into the end zone, right? Like when he's moving around, Deuce wants to be able to throw the football. And I like, I, I think that's a big part of his game is, yes, he's a, he's a he's going to be dynamic in the pocket. He's going to be able to scramble for some big plays, but he's a kid that wants to sit in the pocket, throw the football. He just yeah. knows that if you give me a crease or if I got to move around, I can also hurt you in that regard. But like right here, for example, steps into the pocket, his eyes never come off downfield, right? Like you can see it, Ryan, his eyes never come up off downfield and he's able to boom, flip that ball over the top, right? Yep. And, and going in the opposite direction of where he's supposed to throw as well, which is impressive. That's a rope right there there's no, and there's there's no limitations on what you can do with him in the passing game too as right. far as if you're a team that likes to move the pocket if you're a team that likes to run heavy rpo stuff if you want to push the ball vertically he has all the passing upside to fit any system if you need him to right like there's no there's no route concept he can't do there's no right. little wrinkle that he can't run he has all the necessarily passing prowess to develop into that type of game mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you talk about the arm strength, Ryan. We talked about this the first time we watched him. He has elite arm strength, like elite arm strength. The other thing that I talk about, too, that I always get nervous when I see 6'4 and 6'5 guys that have very long arms. And Duke, Deuce looks a lot like a, a, a two guard, like a high school two guard, right, in basketball. Long arms and all that. He's got a little bit of that arm, that length that, that Trevor Lawrence and Hendon Hooker had, which can yep. be a problem for some kids. 
But for Deuce, he's pretty compact with it, Ryan, which is which is something that I like. And he's got pretty good arm speed getting the ball through the zone, which can be a concern for long-armed quarterbacks. Deuce doesn't yep. has not shown that problem for me in high school. No, it's not it's 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 a it's a relatively short release. It's not elongated, it's not one where it's just like that ball is gonna take forever to get there. I mean, like there's some guys, I, I mean, I, I remember like Byron Leftwich was one, right, where it was just like that. It just takes forever for the ball to get out. And not yeah. forever as in like he doesn't have a strong arm, forever as in he just has a really long arm that his release just takes forever. Like it we've lumbered. seen guys like that. It lumbered, yes. yeah. It was lumbering to get through it, yeah. Yep. And that ball, I mean, I that ball explodes off his hand, man. Explodes. Byron Leftwich is that way. But, you know, another one is, you know, Tim Tebow is that way. Had a very long release and it wasn't really fast. And yep. that's something that hurt them at the, in the National Football League. That won't be an issue for Deuce. That, that right there is a perfect example. Like, this is a really quick, compact plant, get the ball out, great ball placement, touchdown type of throw. Yep. Now, his high school team doesn't, doesn't really tailor to that. But when you see it, Deuce is pretty good about it. Like, right there, a little, yep. little play action, quick slant. He's getting hit in the face. Boom, right in the money, gets the ball out. You see those things. And as I said earlier, you know, one of the things that really sold me on Deuce being a fit at Notre Dame as a player, not as a young man, was watching this summer because we did get to see him do more of just sitting in the pocket, going through his progressions, going through his reads, getting the ball out. And and it really kind of played to what this young man can do. But like right there, like he's moving around. He's not there's no panic here. It's almost kind of like he's He's just kind of, okay, I'm just naturally moving around, keep my eyes downfield. There's like no – I don't say urgency because I, I I don't think that that's the word I'm looking for because that can be a negative. But it's just there's a calm, right? As I stay downfield, let me find my guy, let me find my guy, boom, snap it off quickly and get the ball out to your receiver. It's a, it's a dangerous throw too if you don't have a strong arm back to the right. middle of the field like that. Like that's not a – it's not a throw that I would recommend a lot of quarterbacks making, you know, right. but he has – Again, it's the God-given tools that he has. I mean, this it, there just aren't many quarterbacks, and this is 2025 class, obviously, but, I mean, 2023, 2024, that have this meant much physical gifts. Like, they just really right. don't. I mean, he has – I mean, when, when people lost their minds over Nico that went to Tennessee, right? Like, this kid has a similar-ish skill set to that yeah. as far as the arm strength athleticism. I and mean, he might even be a little bit more athletic than Nico was. Yeah, he's same more age, smooth right? than Nico is and probably a tad faster. I'll say yep. this too. That was one of my knocks on Nico was he had a very long throwing motion. That's something yep. that Josh Heupel, and that's why I think going to Tennessee is a great move for him because of what Josh Heupel was able to do with Hendon Hooker in that regard. But yes, uh, I, I like that comparison, Ryan. I, I, I yep. do. I, I like that comparison between those two as far as like long and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a, I like that one. I like that one. That's another just easy, easy rope that he has. And you can, here's the thing, you can do these things, right? Like it's, it's sometimes you get these athletic young quarterbacks and like, you know, I, I got to prove that I'm a passer, so I won't run. And Deuce is not afraid to run. He's not afraid to use his legs at all. It's yep. just that it's more complimentary to it, which I love, but you can throw in some wrinkles like this, but like, honestly, like this is great in high school. I don't know that I want Deuce as skinny as he is, even when he does fill out to run a six, five quarterback to run a ton of this right at six, five, like Tim Tebow was six, two, he could be at a lower frame. He could kind of lower shoulder. I don't know that I'm going to have Deuce doing a whole lot of that, but it's nice to be able to do it as a wrinkle. And it really helps keep teams honest, but Deuce is going to, in college is going to be 
uh, a guy that I believe is going to do most of his big plays running from the passing structure. That's what I that's what I think. Like there, plays like this. This is what I think we'll there, see more of in high in college from Deuce as opposed to the the designed runs. Well, I, I think that the great thing about him too is that there have been too many Notre Dame quarterbacks in recent years where you knew that there were parts of the field that you just didn't have to worry about consistently, right? right? Whether that is the deep ball, whether that is running ability, you know, that that type of thing, right? Deuce Knights is a player where even if it's not perfect, you have to respect every level of the field because he'll throw the ball over your head. He'll hit the intermediate routes. He'll throw with anticipation to the middle of the field with velocity. He will run the football as well. So those things all together. The 15-yard stop route, Ryan. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that he just throws yeah. like it's a hitch. You know, he, like. It, defensive coordinator's worst nightmare, man. A, guy, a quarterback that can affect every level of the field and with his legs. And that's what Deuce has the potential to be at the next level, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You said he's a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare. Well, what I wrote in my article today and I wrote on Friday when I wrote the, how this important period at quarterback recruiting that Notre Dame is entering, where I talked about him and bear is yes, he's a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare, but he's a coach quarterback coach's dream. Because he has all the intangibles and all the physical talent. The only quote unquote knock on him is he's left handed. And that's that that is a real thing because again, it's it's the ball comes at you differently. There's a yep. reason why in baseball some left handed hitters can't hit left handed pitchers because it comes at you from a different arm slot than a right handed pitcher. So that'll be something that guys will have to get used to. But it's it it's more of that, Ryan. It's that right there. It's something that requires people to get used to. It's not something that is a a permanent hindrance. You know, like, well, I hate lefties. I hate yeah. them. So but yeah, like, I get it. But when you have caught a thousand passes from them, it's fine. And yeah. and then obviously it's it's you know how do you structure your offensive line if he's the starter? But like we're a ways from that. I'm not worried about that right now. You know, what I mean that'll kind of take care of itself. Let's. Let's let Deuce get through his high school career, and then we'll figure out how you're going to structure the offensive line. But it has to be noted that as a lefty, there, there, it does come with some, some things are going to require some getting used to from receivers. But they'll be able to if they throw with them long enough. That's that's the reality well, of it. If he ever does earn the starting job, well, he's and he's a. I and mean, we talked about this a little bit, right? Like this isn't as much film analysis, but. He's also a player that is a lot different than what Notre Dame has had, right? As as, as far as style one but more than anything i mean he's the third mississippi recruit for notre dame since 1996 right or since 1995 excuse me he's the first mississippi quarterback to come to notre dame since jarius jackson in the late 90s he's also when's the last time notre dame had a left-handed quarterback malik zaire since 20 oh yeah malik zaire that's been a minute that's been a minute yeah it's been a minute i mean literally probably the second lefty in the last 30 years? I don't know. Like, it's yeah. been a long time. Played, yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't think of a lot of other lefties that played quarterback in Notre Dame, at least not on scholarship. And, so, and yeah, I, I really I really think that, like, the 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 presence of him in the class, because we talked about it, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in the second section, right? Like, how much that means, especially during the Ohio State visit. It's big time, because he's a six four and a half talented quarterback from the South. Like, that matters, right? But it's also what does Notre Dame preach so much, Brian? Be different, think different, think big, think big. right? Yeah. Well, is there a better example of that than Deuce Knight? 
Is that there? He had every reason not to come to Notre Dame. Every single reason. Big time quarterback from the South. First one, you know, first quarterback from Mississippi since the late 90s. A left-handed quarterback has not been an ordinary thing at Notre Dame. Like, you just haven't had a t- lot of deuce nights in Notre Dame's career. Uh, in Notre Dame's history, excuse me. Come to the University of Notre Dame. And I think if you are preaching, think big, right? You say, hey, 2025, come think big. Look at our quarterback in this class. He is the ultimate example of a kid that chose to do something completely different out of his comfort zone and be different, right? And that's how Notre Dame is going to get back to the top of the top of the totem pole, right? If they're able to get back to that and win national championships, it's only because they get me convinced players and talent that different is the way to go. It's not the the easy thing is for him to go to Alabama. The easy thing is for him to stay down south. Go to Auburn. That's not. Right, but that's not going to fulfill his potential in his eyes, right? And I think that convincing players like this out of the norm, the guys that are not the ordinary player that you get at Notre Dame, that will speak volumes yeah. to the rest of the class, to the future of Notre Dame football, that a player like this said, you know what? I'm not going to take the easy, easy route. I'm going to go be different. I think different is a big, big thing. Ryan, I think too, if we've talked about this in the past as well, where you need the the trailblazers at a place like Notre Dame, you you need, that's why Southern schools recruit so hard against Notre Dame and negatively recruit against Notre Dame because they don't want to see a deuce Knight come up North and succeed. They don't want to see a Keon Keeley come up North and succeed. They don't want that pathway to be opened up to where all these kids say, Hey, look, I can go home. I can go away from home for three to four years and, get a great degree and play for championships and make a lot of NIL money and get a, you know, and because Notre Dame has something that none of those schools down South have, it's, they can say all they want. Our education is that none of those schools down South, unless you're going to what Vanderbilt can compete with Notre Dame when it comes to what these kids can get from an academic and from a networking and from a, you know, an education standpoint. And that's a big reason is they don't want, they don't want what happened in the Lou Holtz era to happen now, which is, once Notre Dame won in 88 and they started putting out a bunch of kids in the first and second round of the NFL draft, it, there's no coincidence Notre Dame had three straight years where they had the number one recruiting class in the country, right? And you go back and look at where a lot of those guys were coming from, Ryan. They were going to – yes, they had the advantage back then of having Jerome Bettis's and Todd Lights and Ricky Waters and Tony and Rocket Ismail's from the north. But you go look at those classes, they were going to – a lot of kids from Florida, a lot of kids from South Carolina. Tony Rice was from South Carolina. He was pre the championship team, obviously, as far as when he was a recruit. But the point is Derek Brown was from Florida. They got a lot of Louisiana kids, Texas kids. You know, Jerry, it opened up the door to get Jerry Jackson out of the state of Mississippi. So right. they were able to open up that pipeline, and kids could say, hey, I can go up to Notre Dame. I can be a Southern quarterback and go up to Notre Dame and win a national championship because Tony sure. Rice did it. You know what I mean? And and they don't want that to happen again. And so that's why if you know, a kid like Deuce coming to Notre Dame and being successful does open that pipeline. It's why it was so, imp- it's so important to get some of those kids from down south and have them be successful because yeah. it shows other kids like, hey, I can go there. I can go there and thrive. Like what, Jay- what Jaden Greathouse is doing right now is not being lost on Texas recruits. It's not. And yeah. and that's important. That's very important. Especially with his reputation all- that he brings right. to the table. Yeah. Right. And that's also something that Deuce that Deuce Knight brings to the table, Ryan, and the and the danger that it presents for the SEC. And look, right now, 
the, the last thing they need to happen is that because it's it hasn't been great for the SEC the first three weeks of the college football season, right? And it's been a little right. bit tough sledding for the SEC on the field. Man, so Al- yeah. Alabama after losing week one has a has a barn burner against yeah. South Florida this past yeah. weekend. So yeah, it hasn't yeah. been great. Has not been yeah, great. You've got they've got a loss. You you've got uh, LSU got stomped by Florida State. South Carolina yep. got stomped by North Carolina. It uh, and then Georgia came back and struggled against South Carolina for a long yeah. time. After South Carolina yeah. just got manhandled the week before by an ACC yeah. team, so yeah, man, Absolutely. it doesn't look great. Absolutely. So you know, it's 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 fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch. So, yeah, Ryan, we did have a couple a couple questions about Deuce that I want us to be able to get to now before I leave and turn over the show to you. Uh, yep. and uh, you talk about Ohio State, but Charlie Weiss's last belt, Luba Super Chat. Thank you, Charlie. He says, Hey, Urban, there's your five star quarterback signed Marcus Freeman. Um, there's your second five star quarterback. I mean, let's Actually, not yeah. forget, like, Deuce is a dude, but let's not forget this is now back to back years on my board. Actually, I don't have Deuce as a five star yet, he's still a little yep. too raw for me. Five star upside grade, sure, but I have him as a four and a half star top 50 guy right now, Ryan, because he, he does have a lot to work on, and the fact that he's not going to. We haven't seen a lot of him as a junior. Um, I liked what I saw from him against IMG and Sarah Land. There's, it showed he has. A I lot thought he looked great people. against IMG, man. I yeah. thought he looked really good against he, IMG. He had how many yeah. drop ball hits? He threw for what? I think he threw for two fifty nine in that game. And he was like twenty five of thirty seven. Like it was a good. He had like five or six yeah. balls just flat out dropped by his receivers. Yep. I thought he showed a lot of, and he showed toughness because they were hitting him a lot in yes. that game as well. Same with Sarah Land. Like he was taking a beating against Sarah Land and, and he kept battling, battling through it. So, but this is two years in a row that Notre Dame has landed a five star quarterback on my, or a guy with five star upside on my board. I believe Deuce is eventually going to be a five star quarterback. CJ wasn't a five star as a sophomore either for me. Uh, Deuce doesn't have a whole lot of room for improvement, Ryan, to jump to a five star on my board. He may already be one on yours. Uh, but you know he'll end up being that most likely, and then it'll be two years in a row. Two years in a row, you've definitely have a five star upside guy, no doubt about yep. that. So, and that's that's the big thing. I mean, look, and, and Coach Meyer, what he said wasn't wrong. I sure. mean, we can get mad about it because he's a he's a d bag, and and he just says and does a lot of stupid things. But he's not wrong. Notre Dame shouldn't have to go to the portal for a kid like Sam Hartman, right? You should right. be developing your quarterbacks. I think he made a little bit too much of it, and like nobody else does this. And I'm like, well. Alabama won a title with a transfer quarterback. LSU. Jacob Coker. LSU won one. Oklahoma's (laughs) entire offense under Lincoln Riley was built on transfer quarterbacks, right? I mean, so, you know, I mean, it's part of the game, right? So, uh, you know. uh, Ohio State 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 just had a transfer quarterback in Justin Fields. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, So it's a different era. But, I mean, yes, Notre Dame needs to recruit and develop quarterbacks better. There's no question. And they are under Marcus Freeman. Yep. And Deuce continues that. That is super chat from AST12321. Is Deuce Knight a gap closer or a gap eraser? He's a gap closer for me, Ryan. He's not like yeah. a gap eraser. You, you, need, you need the on fields, like you need to prove it now with right. a couple of these kids, or, and then it starts to get to that point. Yeah. Or he'd have to be like a Trevor Lawrence type prospect. That's fair. And and, he, and he's not. Like, and, and what I mean by that is it would be a gap closer or gap eraser from a, a program prestige and recruiting standpoint. Like if he was, if he was that, but that guy doesn't come along very often sure. to me, you know? And, and so, but no, he's a gap closer. CJ's a gap closer. Uh, Kenny Minchie's a gap closer. And that's the whole point, Ryan, is you've now landed three years in a row of talented quarterbacks. Now you got to keep them all and get them all here. That's part of the process. But I mean, the reason it's important is number one depth. 
But number two, sometimes guys don't pan out, right? I thought Tyler Buckner was going to be a stud. I thought Phil Dracovic was going to be a stud. Sometimes guys don't pan out for different reasons. Injury, you went to some private quarterbacks coach who completely ruined you. I've seen that happen a couple times in Notre Dame. Uh, you know, you have a coach that didn't recruit you that, that, you know, doesn't necessarily believe in you the way the previous coach did, which happened with Phil Dracovic going from, you know, Mike Dembrock wanting him and then, you know, maybe Chip Long and that staff not liking him as much and all those type of things. But for whatever reason, those guys didn't pan out. And the problem is, is you didn't have the kind of talent around them that you needed. I mean, Tyler Buckner was surrounded by Drew Pine and Steve Angeli and Brendan Clark. So Tyler Buckner didn't pan out. Got to go to the portal, right? right? Whereas the other schools are like, well, you know, and that's what's hurting Bama, in my opinion. They didn't recruit the quarterback position as well as they had in the past. I mean, Jalen Milrose not that kind of guy to me. Ty Simpson's a good player, but I always thought he was a little overrated, to be honest with you. I'll tell you this right now, speaking of Alabama, Ryan, they're another loss away from going to Dylan Lonergan, in my opinion, which they should. Well, if you lose another game and you got two losses, you're not a playoff team. You might as well turn over the keys to the to the young stud and develop him, in my opinion. So wouldn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, Notre Dame is in a, a great place. I, uh, right now, Ryan, who would you trade quarterback recruiting with right now around the country? I mean, uh, the list is small right now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that list does not include Georgia. It does not include Ohio State. It does not include Alabama right now. It doesn't. No. No, so I agree. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Let's see. Uh, it's from Justin Fleming. We had a super chat. He says, love the fact that Deuce came in Notre Dame, but I wonder with his transfer situation up in the air, will not playing this year hurt his development? And Ryan, I think that's a fair question, but I, I believe yeah. he is going to play at some point in time this year. I just don't know when. Right. Yeah. It's it's like the weird thing. Cause like things also are depend things like there's different rules justin from like state to state right like i i remember at one point when i was coaching high school football there's the 30-day rule right in the off season i think at some point new jersey was like if you transfer schools during the school year like i'm pretty sure you weren't eligible anymore right but i think that most are that way so yeah when, when will he be back on the field for george county it's a great question one that i don't have 100 percent of a understanding of but as soon as we do, Justin, we'll be able to pass it along. But yeah, I, I think that they're, it's just weird sometimes with some, they, they, all, every state I feel like has different rules in that regard, which just kind of makes it funky to kind of follow along and understand. So, yep. It's also Absolutely. a kid going from one state to the other. So, like, that's weird, right? I, I don't know. Just a lot of stuff there. All right. Next deuce question here, Ryan, uh, from Rob Osgood. He says, great news, guys. Love the fact that Indy got his commitment early. What does this show to other recruits? Thank you for all your hard work. Well, I mean, I talked about it earlier, Rob. I think one thing is that it shows you that uh, picking Notre Dame doesn't have to be a very, it doesn't have to be the, the typical, what you would envision as a Notre Dame football player, right? Like, I think that that shows you that Notre Dame can touch just about anywhere. I mean, we talked about the impact they had in 2023 in the state of Texas. You talk about what they've done in 2024 in the state of North Carolina. You talk now in 2025, your first three commits and well, your first three, well, your three committed players currently are from Florida, Florida, and Mississippi. Doesn't happen too often in Notre Dame, right? Like that's a little different. That's different right there. It is. So I think that it shows the rest of the players in the country, one, you have a big-time quarterback, a big-time talent. That's an easy sell for Notre Dame. And the other side of it is is that Notre Dame's recruiting a little bit differently, right? There's, it's just a little bit of a different formula, I believe, as far as where you are prioritizing, where you're 
happy with going, where you're okay with going, where you are going to kind of pitch your tents to really go closing some players. So I think that it is a great example and it is a potential big move for 2025 recruiting because Notre Dame's off to a good start there, obviously a great start after today, but now it's about selling it, right? Sell this class. And, and if you, if you follow Deuce Knight on Twitter, he made his announcement and it, he already seems to be recruiting on Twitter, right? So it's going to be an easy recruitment for a lot of players to want to follow Deuce Knight because I think that not only is he a big-time player, a big-time quarterback, which is so important, it's obviously a different type of demographic that maybe Notre Dame's pulling to, which I think is a big thing for hopefully making, thing, making changes, right? Like Notre Dame got into this little – settling point i think for a little bit in their history there you know in recent years where it's like we're good but what's going to take us over the top i think being different is the way you get over the top and i think that's what Notre Dame's trying to do right now jojo panade is excited ryan he says awesome news this morning i can't believe it yeah it's big news and like here, here's my thing with this one ryan is is i've always felt like deuce loved notre dame but i had legitimate questions about when push came to shove would he be willing to make the decision to leave the South? I mean, that was a that was always in the back of my mind a concern. And when he pushed his decision back and back and back, it only enhanced my my fears about that. Because it's one thing to love Notre Dame; it's another thing to love Notre Dame enough to say, "I'm leaving. I'm leaving my home area. I'm going to go there." And as we found with Notre Dame over the years, it's been tougher with Southern Southeastern kids than it has been with California kids and Texas kids and you know, North Carolina kids, those really Southeastern guys, it's just been harder to get those kids to be willing to leave home and come up to Indiana. It's just been harder. So that was always a concern of mine. So, you know, when, when, and I'd almost kind of in my mind in the last couple weeks, almost convinced myself, like, you know, or not convinced myself, but prepared myself for like bear being the quarterback in the class. Like I just had kind of said, well, and that'll be fine. Bear's a good football player. I like bear. But Deuce was always the guy that you said, and, and Bear has a higher floor than Deuce. I've, I've said this on the board. I said the Bear Bear has a higher floor than Deuce. But the question, the, the the comment was always, but Deuce has a much higher ceiling. And and to me, in the twenty five class, Ryan, it was imperative, imperative that after getting Carr and Minchie in back to back classes, that the focus be on the elite ceiling kid as opposed to another high floor kid. That that was my thoughts on that, Ryan. Yeah. I'm not sure what you felt about that. You know, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think that you can mix and match the the trajectories of players now, right? Because you now have a player in CJ Carr in 2024 that you look at and say, you know, this kid will probably be ready to go relatively early in his college career. So you could be a little bit more patient with the 2025 quarterback. And I think for me, it's, it's also, again, I mean, you always want to raise the ceiling as a program, right? And Deuce Nice raises the ceiling, right? Like it's a little bit more of a volatile projection, the comparative to maybe a CJ Carr, for instance, right? Because it's not the floor is steadily lower. But at the end of the day, if you are able to develop him properly, then I think Deuce Knight could potentially take your program from a really good program to a great program, to a great program, to an elite program. Like he has that type of talent that I don't think can be ignored. Question here, Ryan. This is from a uh, super chat from Tom Connor. Thank you, Tom. He says, "Is Anthony Richardson a good comp?" My my answer would be no. I think they're yeah. very different. I think that the only comparison would be the rawness, but just style of play, body type. I think they're much 
different, in my opinion. Agree. Agree. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Richardson's 235, 240 pounds. He was big coming out of high school. He was like physically dense kid. Yeah. And he was like, so I think, right. Yeah. Well, I think the body types are just different. I think that the throwing motions are very different. I mean, I'm not even talking about like righty versus lefty. Like, I just think they're different just in general. I think that Anthony Richardson is a guy that you want to run a lot of quarterback run game with him because he is. He's not a great athlete. He's not an elite athlete. Like he's a historical athlete. <laughs> like that's what Anthony Richardson is. Like he's one of the best athletes we have ever seen at the quarterback position. I don't wouldn't say I would necessarily say that Deuce is that. I mean, he's a great athlete, but like, is he one of the best athletes we've ever seen at the quarterback position? Like, yeah. uh, it's just a little bit too much, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the I think it's just a little bit of a different package. You know, I, I think you made like a Hendon Hooker comp before. I think that one makes a lot more sense. He might even be a little bit faster than Hendon Hooker, but yeah. I think body type wise, throwing motion wise, I think that that one makes a little bit more sense. Wanting to be a pocket guy. You know, Hendon was yeah. always athletic, but Hendon always wanted to be a pocket guy. You know, but but Hendon also was able to do a lot of damage with his legs at Tennessee. He was he was more than willing to 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 use his legs to make plays. I always thought that was something I appreciated about Hendon Hooker, because he wasn't that guy that just stubbornly said, "No, no, 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 I'm a pocket guy. I'm a pocket guy. I'm a pocket guy." He was like, "I'm I'm more willing to go and run it." I mean, he had last year he didn't run it quite as much because of the injuries, but he ran for yep. over sixteen hundred or six hundred yards and five touchdowns in his first year as the starter at Tennessee, and. Didn't even start the season as a starter. Didn't take over till what? Kind of his first start, I believe, was Tennessee Tech. He came off the bench against Pitt, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I believe Joe Milton started the season as the quarterback, and he only threw one pass in the opener. Shocker that Joe yeah. Milton is not good. Know, Who right? would have Who thought? Who knew? Exactly. Who knew? And but then you comes out. So like the last two years as a starting quarterback at at Tennessee, despite only starting like I think twenty, maybe twenty two games, twenty three games at the most, he had over a thousand yards. Uh, rushing and 10 touchdowns or nine touchdowns. I think the last two years, let me, let me go look real quick, Ryan, what is rushing numbers? We had five and five. Yeah. So 10, so 10, I was correct. He had 10 touchdowns the last couple years. So yeah, Deuce, uh, Hendon Hooker was a guy that was more than willing to be a, a, a passer. And I think the mistake that Justin Fuente made is Justin Fuente kept thinking he was a, a dual threat quarterback. And, and the, the smartness of Josh Heupel is Josh Heupel treated him as an athletic passing quarterback. Oh, well, Justin, Justin Fuente was just like Hendon Hooker and um, what was it? Quincy Patterson. You're the same guy. We're just going to do the same exact and stuff with you. Exactly. Like, no, and they weren't. The same thing. Whereas Josh Heupel realized, I have a pocket passer with a yeah. big arm that can also yeah. run. Yeah. And that's when Hendon Hooker started to flourish. And that's, to me, the that's who Deuce Knight is, where Anthony Richardson is what Justin Fuente thought Caleb Patterson or, or uh, Quincy Patterson Quincy was. Patterson. Right. And he wasn't Anthony Richards is a way better quarterback, but like that's who he thought Quincy Patterson was. He never quite appreciated what Hendon Hooker was. Josh Heupel did eventually. And because again, he he didn't in first. Let's be honest. That's why he started Joe Milton. You know what I mean? (laughs) But he eventually realized what he had and, and they went with it and it was it was impressive. But yeah, he's a. He is a kid that likes to throw the football that also can do a lot of damage with his legs. If you want to Notre Dame comp, it's. It's the it's the running usage of an Ian Book, right now. Deuce Knight's a way better prospect than Ian Book, but Ian Book was a guy that ran for a lot of yards in his career for at Notre Dame. Very rarely were those yards coming from designed runs. You'd have a, the occasional quarterback draw, 
you know, capable like third and short outside run. But most of his damage as a runner at Notre Dame came as a scrambler and, and when pass plays broke down. I think yes. Deuce will be the same way. He's a kid that is, is going to use his legs to make a, do a lot of damage, but I don't think you're going to have him doing as many designed runs and quarterback powers as you did with Deshaun Kaiser, who was 240 pounds. You know, and that's kind of the way that I look at it. So I, that's you know, I, I think he'll be doing stuff in the run game more like how they used Everett Golson, who's smaller. Read zones, get what you can get, dip out of bounds. You know, but when you're making plays with your legs, it's scrambling around and those type of things is what it's going to be. That's how I that's how I see dues. Last couple here, Ryan, of uh, before we we take our little inter- we're gonna take a little brief intermission, put up the you know the song and the logo, and then Ryan and I will kind of prep for the next section. And then Ryan will handle handle all that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Jared Venue with Super Chat. Thank you, Jared, very very much, folks. It's becoming a whole lot easier to be a Notre Dame fan these days. Go Irish deuces. There's some people that are fighting it, Ryan. Like they just yeah. don't want to completely buy in because they don't want to have their hearts broken. And I get it. I do, but enjoy it folks. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, Notre Dame's just picked up a big time quarterback. They're getting ready to play a top 10 battle at home against Ohio state. They're forming. It's, it's, it's okay to be, enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Oh man. If they beat Ohio state too, folks, then get ready guys. (laughs) We're heading man. We're getting there. Here's an interesting Ryan. Charlie Weiss's last belt loop with uh, with having Deuce. Can you see uh, Ryan Williams and Jamie French or any other top receivers rethinking their decisions? Deuce seems like a great magnet for Southern kids. Ryan Williams, I wouldn't say so, Charlie, just because he's an Alabama kid, right? He's an Alabama kid going to Alabama like he's a Sarah Lynn kid, right? So I wouldn't say that one. Jamie French, I mean, it's always possible. I mean, he's going to Bama too, but I mean, he's a kid that gave Notre Dame a serious look. Like Ryan two, Williams didn't give Notre Dame a serious look. Yep. Didn't Jamie French yep. take two visits and his brother played yep. at Pitt? So his brother, like Ty Frofold, was brother. Similar to Deuce Knight. Yeah, right. Similar played to Deuce in the North. Knight, so here's, yeah. here's the thing, too, about Ryan Williams is if he's going to flip, he's going to follow a quarterback. He's going to follow his high school teammate, KJ Lacey, to Texas. <laughs> Texas. Yeah. That's where he would go if he's going to follow a quarterback. But yeah, the, the Jamie French one, what's helped by that is just watching Alabama the last two weeks. Yeah. It's like if you're yeah. when was the last time you could say this? If you're a quarterback or receiver, why would you want to go to Bama over Notre Dame? When was the last time we were able to say that, Ryan? But that's the truth right now. I mean, that's the truth right now. When you when you look at those two teams, who would you rather be a receiver at Alabama right now or a receiver at Notre Dame right now? Who 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 would you rather yeah. be? Because here's what I know. Currently, Notre Dame is averaging 304.3 passing yards per game. Uh Alabama is averaging 196. They rank 101st. Notre Dame ranks 21st. Uh, Notre Dame currently ranks fifth in college football behind two option teams, mind you. Uh, They rank fifth in college football in yards per attempt. Alabama ranks 57th in yards per attempt. Uh, Alabama in three games has five touchdowns and two picks. Notre Dame has uh, Sam Hartman, or Notre Dame, I should say, has 15 touchdowns and zero picks. And right now, Notre Dame's offense ranks third in pass efficiency on the season, and Alabama ranks seventieth. So, yeah, right now it's a good time to be. It's a good time to be Notre Dame. And by the way, Bama ranks hundred eighth in completion percentage, and Notre Dame currently ranks twentieth at seventy one percent. So, you're in that interesting era where Bama is going through that change. Their receiving talent has not been what it it, it was in the past. It's still good, but it's not what it was in the past. And their quarterback depth chart is bad, and their offense is struggling mightily. Looks a lot like some of the old Notre Dame offenses. And so, uh, 
yeah, it's a, it's you got to capitalize, Ryan. That's the whole point, right now. Now, whether it's Jamie French or or more so focusing on the kids that are still on the board, like yeah, we love Jamie French, but you know, instead of flipping him, let's get Taylor Taylor. Let's get you right. know what I mean. Let's get you know, let's get Dalen McCutcheon. Let's get Derek Meadows. Let's get the guys that are already on the board for sure. us instead of trying to flip a kid. Uh, now, what I uh, but you still then can try to flip him, but you're proud. I mean, you're proud of your number one is using this Deuce Knight commitment to try to convince Taylor Taylor to maybe expedite his process up a little bit. That to me would be the top goal for Notre Dame, and that's their that's their number one guy on the board right now yep. is Taylor Taylor, and you hope that this this will impact that positively. And and it's like because who are you most concerned about right now with Taylor Taylor? For me, it's like okay, yeah, Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan, but it's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of Southern schools as well. Like George, he just visited Georgia last weekend. Well, hey, we just got a Southern kid to come up here, man. You know what I mean? Like right. we don't got to go down there to play with the best. We just got one of the best from the down south to come up and play with us. You know, so it it certainly helps. It certainly helps. It certainly helps. Yeah. So Ryan, that's going to do it for for the for the breakdown of Deuce Knight to Notre Dame. It's going to also do it for uh, that that mailbag portion. We have plenty more coming up. Ryan here in a few minutes. I'm gonna we're gonna take a brief intermission, and Ryan is going to to talk about the upcoming Notre Dame weekend. We were gonna talk do like a visit review of this past weekend, but really the primary guy is Bear Bachmeyer. That's no longer pertinent. I think it was like less than an hour after, about an hour after you put that update up on Bear. Uh, yeah. And Bear talked about taking his time and stuff like that, and. Yeah, you know, and then Deuce commit, so it worked out great. But you're going to talk about, so we're going to kind of call a little bit of an audible, and Ryan's going to is going to skip that portion and talk about the Ohio State game, which was going to be the third section of what we were going to discuss today. But now it's uh, it's not really relevant. So he'll talk about that, and then he'll finish up with another mailbag at the end. That'll be more, there'll be some more Deuce questions, but it'll be a lot more of that. So uh, we'll we'll be back here very shortly. So don't go away. Just give us about a about a sixty second break here, real quick, to kind of. Uh, get everything set up for that and we'll talk to you again very soon but before i leave folks do me a favor hit that like button hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell share this podcast if you are listening via podcast platform give us a five-star review and if you've not done so sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com because there's going to be a lot of action going on this week folks i promise you this is not the end of the recruiting action for Notre Dame this week it's going to be a lot of fun so we'll talk to you very very soon <laughs>